everyone. Welcome to Bundle Buzz. I'm Cassie. And I'm Jackie. And we are so excited to have you on the episode tuning in. Um, so Bundle, as you know, Jackie and I make custom board games for families and friends and couples, you name it. We love hearing the stories that our bundlers share with us to create their custom games. And so we've created Bundle Buzz, which is a podcast so we can share these stories with everyone. So with that, Jackie, who do we have on Bundle Buzz today? Okay, so Cassie and I are really excited because we are huge fans of this woman and we got to know a little bit about her through her bundle blueprint and learn about her life, but we already knew about her life because we're fangirls. So please welcome to the podcast, Shruthi Parker. She is the go-to gal for honest womanhood, a lover of Jesus, dad jokes, and dosa. So please welcome. Thank you, Shruthi, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a kind intro. Well, we're just so honored that you're here because you... You know, some people, there's lots of opinions about social media. And for some people, it can be a really difficult place. But you create a community that is so welcoming and positive where people can connect with each other to feel uplifted. And it's so real. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and about you and your life? Sure. That's so sweet of you. So I started my blog really on on accident as most of life seems to be. (laughs) Um, I started my blog as a portfolio to show potential brands what I could do with their businesses. And, you know, it was just a complete, you know, hobby project, just trying to look at the numbers and show brands that I wanted to work for that had no social media presence, what I could bring to the table. And then, it morphed into an actual blog. (laughs) And as with uh, lifestyle blogs, it morphs with the content creator. And so when I started the blog, I lived abroad. It was mostly a travel blog. And now I am in the absolute wonderful chaos of motherhood. And (laughs) there's a lot more motherhood content, a lot less plane tickets involved. You had a great reel during the pandemic where you're like, here's what we did this year. And it was you and your husband, your kids at various locations in your house. And it was so sweet and funny because, you know, the important thing is that you're together. But yeah, like you said, a far cry from all the plane tickets that you were used to. Oh, we canceled so many flights um, when I had my first kid because I was anxious traveling with a baby. And now I'm looking back like, why did I do that? Why did I cancel flights in a world that was, you know, relatively normal still. (laughs) That's right. Now we live in a much more complicated world. So, well, you know, we are going to play a game, a live game, a bundle with you today, Shruti. So within this game, there are five different segments. So our first segment is name four. Our second segment is pick your destiny. Our third segment is act it out. Our fourth segment is challenge. And our fifth and final segment is our final bundle. So to jump in, the first segment is name four. In this segment, Shruti, you are going to name four things in a particular category. And, you know, as Jackie mentioned, when we create our custom game, we do a deep dive. 
on your social media. So that's exactly what we did to, to create your, your custom questions here. So are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. Name four things you loved hearing as a new mama. Oh, okay. I'm not ready. <laughs> four things I loved hearing as a new mom. Probably some type of encouragement like, hey, you're doing a really great job. You know, that's that's a great one to always hear. I loved hearing if somebody could swing by to hold the baby or help out so that I could have a moment to myself to go take a shower or just do nothing. I appreciated when people told me if they were running late because then I could plan better with, you know, a newborn and not be a total mess when they come over. I think generally moms feel this, but like any sort of compliment toward their kiddo is something that they take personally in a good way. You know, like if you tell me that my daughter was, is so creative, I'll be like, oh, isn't she just the most creative? Like, oh, let me show you all her artwork. Here's a scribble. Here's her first line. So (laughs) her first line. I love that. Those are really good ones. And it speaks to just the importance of positivity and, and, you know, especially at a time when there's so much on your plate that people in your life are just appreciating all that you're doing for your children. So I love those four things. So Shruti, I think you definitely get a point for that. (laughs) Now, while we appreciate the positivity, before we go on to the next category, are there any little things that you're like, maybe don't say that to a new mom? Oh, (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Don't say, just wait till you have to. Um, That completely invalidates my current situation. Um, Don't say, well, I can't believe someone even said this to me, but someone asked me if I was having another baby, like right after I had had my first one, because your belly is still like pretty far out there. And, you know, they thought they were really funny. And they're like, oh, are you waiting for the baby to come? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, they thought that that was a joke that would be amusing and make you laugh. Like, what were they? Yeah. It, you know, um, <laughs> men can sometimes say silly things. And then let's see. What's something else you should not say? Oh, okay. I love dogs. I've always been a dog person. Like, always, always, always. It is not a direct comparison to compare like being a new dog mom to a new human mom. Like there's just like I love dogs, y'all. But when I am when people do that comparison with me, I'm like, okay, but like dogs don't need you every time they go to the bathroom and for all of their sustenance, they're not drinking your milk. And like I just there's (laughs) not a comparison. So please just let's leave Dogs in their category and babies in their category. Okay. Well, thank you for the best visual. Uh, first of all, agree with you on all fronts there. But when you said they're not drinking your milk, I was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. So, Shruti, it's time for our second segment. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Shruti. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm not sure if I am. Look, this woman today was having contractions and still <laughs> made it on this podcast. 
You're amazing. You're a warrior right now. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Eat my feelings, probably. That's fine, too. Okay, Shruti. It's time for you to pick your destiny. Okay, so this category, after we do a deep dive on your social media, we take something that could um, – it's like a chance card of Monopoly. So something good happens or something bad happens, and you could gain a point or lose a point. So here's your destiny. Shruti can't stop laughing at her newest favorite dad joke. Get one point. So Shruti, we know you're a fan of dad jokes. Is it because of your husband? Do you like telling dad jokes? What's your favorite dad joke? Give us a little bit of the background on this. Okay. So my dad is so good at making bad jokes. Got to a point where he would start laughing at his jokes because nobody else would. (laughs) And so... I didn't realize until, you know, as I got older, how much I appreciated him having a sense of humor through life because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like kind of oblivious to, or hopefully you're kind of oblivious to how hard things can get. And I just feel like his humor really, you know, protected us in so many ways. And my favorite joke of his, he would, he was like, okay, guys, I'm tired of you not laughing at my jokes. I'm just going to say a number and each number is a specific joke that I've already said. So if I say number 10, I want you to laugh because think about what number, what joke number 10 was. And I was like, Dad, so you're not even saying the joke anymore. Now you're just saying the number like that we're supposed to affiliate with a joke. And he's like, yeah, because why would I waste my whole breath like saying the whole joke when you guys don't even laugh? So like, you know, like we'll be at dinner and he'll be like, number nine. And my brother and I are like, oh, my goodness, is this what levels we've stooped to? Like... But, you know, so not only was your dad very funny, he was also very efficient with his time, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, he could laugh at himself, which I think is the main lesson there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely get a point for that. That is so funny. I and I like that. Also, the fact that you like dad jokes comes from such a place of heart of, you know, the whole thing. Like, the, like you said, like, that's how parents, one of the ways that they try and protect us from the world. I'm sure you do that with your own kids too. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, you got a point for that, Shruti. So you're up to two points. You're doing pretty good so far. I feel pretty good. All right. So now we are on to our third segment, which is Act It Out. Now, Shruti, in this segment, Jackie and I are going to act out something on the screen to you. And, you know, for our our bundle buzzers who are listening in, we know that they can't necessarily see, you know, Jackie and me. And so we would ask if you could describe in real time what you see Jackie and me doing. It might be confusing. (laughs) We don't even know how we're going to act this out, to be honest. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Okay. Jackie, shall we? Two words. First word. Point. Three. Third. Pregnancy. Third baby. Third trimester. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Which you are currently in. Maybe by the time this podcast airs, you will have already given birth. Oh, my God. Can you tell us a little bit about now this is your third pregnancy 
mm-hmm. in the third trimester. So can you tell us a little bit about how you're feeling? What's going on? What's the vibe, Shruti? Okay, so the first baby that makes their appearance earthside, you know, you are all about everything. You were like, I need to boil the pacifier. Do you have your, you know, are you up to date on your medical things before you come over? Blah, blah, blah. The second baby, you're, oh, okay, the pacifier fell on the ground. Like, let me still rinse it. You know, this baby, I assume if I find a pacifier in the garage, it's going straight in her mouth. (laughs) No need to even rinse that off. No, I'll just be like, hey, it's building your immune system. That's the vibe. That's a vibe that I want to live in. I think that's the way. You've done such a great job with the first two. <laughs> you're like, I got this. Yeah. You're just like labor, delivery. Hopefully they're the same, you know, that I've had before, the same experiences. And then postpartum, hopefully the same. I'm going off of, I'm basing everything off of things being similar. And if they're not, okay, we'll just take it as it comes. <laughs> One step at a time. That's all you can do. And also, I mean, you're caring for two children also while you're going through this pregnancy. So that also has to be a challenge that cannot be understated either. Right. And it is like sweet because my older one understands that baby sister is in mommy's belly. But at the same time, they tire me out so much. And you don't have the luxury of that first pregnancy where you're like, oh, I'm tired. Let me go take 18 naps today. Like, no, you don't really get to do that this time. And, and this is what's so great about your content online is that you you bring such candor and humor to this. And you've built such a community of people who can watch these videos and identify with the messiness and, and everything with, with parenthood. So that's why it's such a joy to, to well, watch your you. content online. Yeah, I think it's, it's difficult because sometimes when it's things that have such a gloss over them, instead of feeling connected to other people, people look at it and they think, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And like, but but you make it so that people can have open, honest conversations about everything that's going on. Shruti, are you ready for our next segment? Yes. It is time for you to embark on a challenge. Woohoo! So in this segment, Shruti, when we play our bundle game, this this question, this category could be a little bit of trivia, or it can be doing an impression, or it can be offering a story about your life. So this one, we're really excited to hear about. In as much detail as possible, tell us about the first date that you had with your husband. Oh, I love this moment. (laughs) So first of all, he called me to ask me on a date, which had never happened before in at that point, like 19, 20 years of life. And I was like, are you calling me? This is weird. What is happening? And then he asked me on a date, specific day, specific time. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really impressive. You know, like this guy knows what he wants. And then he, I remember he came up to my door, my roommate greeted him and she had just, she did this to embarrass me, um, but she opened the door while she was towel and like sopping wet and because she wanted to be the first person to meet him. And he was super caught off guard And, you know, she was like, oh, are you here to pick up Shruti? And like, you know, just kind of giving him a hard time. And he passed the test with flying colors, according to her. 
And then he opened the door to the car and we went out to eat dinner. I ordered a chicken salad, even though I'm a vegetarian, because he ordered a chicken salad because I was so nervous. You know, he he's 6'6 six, six, and he was wearing cowboy boots. So he was like 6'8, six, 6'9 six, at this dinner. And I was like, gosh, he's so tall and he's so handsome. And oh my goodness, like, look at his car. It's so clean. And you can tell a lot about a man by his car. I eat like around the chicken, which is hilarious. And he's like, are you not, are you, are you not going to eat that? And I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian actually. And he was like, what is wrong with this woman? Like, why would she order a chicken dish when she's a vegetarian? And then we go next door to get dessert and I order an iced chai. I take one sip, miss my mouth and just pour the whole thing down my new dress, like this brand new white and blue dress. And he says that I didn't like react. Like I just, I sat in it for a couple of minutes and he was like, and then it got awkward because you didn't say anything and you were just sitting there watching the chai like stain your clothes. And he goes, okay, well, I'm going to go get some napkins. And I was like, oh, great. Thank you for that. You know, and then he got me napkins and then he dropped me home and I thought I blew it because what a weirdo to order chicken when you don't eat chicken. And what a weirdo to like, just literally be mortified sitting in cough, like your chai. And, but he asked me on a second date, like two days later. And I am really glad he did. Must have been a chicken salad order. Which is so, it's such a funny point because I remember you said you're around 19 or 20 Mm -hmm. years old. There is that age where we do feel like we have to be carbon copies of the person we're trying to impress. And so it's so funny, but I can completely understand why you would order the salad. It's like, oh, well, he'd think I'm weird if I'm vegetarian. So you you played it safe and you just ordered what he ordered. Um, well, and I- exactly. My thought process was, you know, you're clearly nervous. You're not even going to eat. So whatever he says he's ordering, just say, I'll have the same. And that was ridiculous. And nobody should ever just say, I'll have the same. (laughs) I like that it was like decision paralysis. Like, okay, that's just whatever it is, it's coming. And then, so I've had, I'm very clumsy. So I can relate to like the embarrassing moment of that. Mm -hmm. But what has never happened to me is that you try and make a joke out of it. But I, I can feel the mortification as you were telling that story of being like, I'm too embarrassed to even acknowledge that it's... (laughs) Like, Shruti, I just want to like, give you a hug because <laughs> it sounds so unbearable. You're like, maybe if I pretend it didn't happen, it doesn't exist. That's basically, I was kind of like looking at the cracks in the floor like, can you swallow me whole in this moment, please? Well, you 100% get a point for that. <laughs> you know, we did have a full circle moment because – the place where I spilled my chai was the same place we had our first baby shower um, for our first kid. And so I was like, I feel redemption. (laughs) And you did not spill a drink there, did you? I did not. Isn't that funny how life works that, you know, if you would have known, it's like all the things that we get caught up in in the moment that we have anxiety about, a lot of times they end up working out great. And if you could have had a little time machine that would have been like, okay, you're going to be having a baby shower here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. No, honestly, I think about that all the time. Like, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's, you guys have a really awesome marriage from everything that you share. And I think that's something I thought was interesting that you said 
a lot of people talk about, oh, the, the early days and they were so easy. And the fact that you've been like, oh, actually, there was a lot of differences that you guys had mm-hmm. to sort of work around or work together. And now, not that marriage isn't work, and I know it is, but that now you've got a really good rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. We Dating was hard. Like, I do not know how people have these seamless dating experiences. And then marriage is really tough. And I, I think I'm like, maybe they're just very polite while they're dating and they, you know, have their best behavior. And then like when they live together, they get married. And then that's when like true colors are shown or something. But neither of us are very good at, you know, keeping up a facade. So it was like real colors very quickly. And we realized we just had very different ideas of dating. And like one quick example, I remember when after we were official, <laughs> um, he was like, okay, you want to go and you want to go on a date tonight? And I just started, like, I started crying. And he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, you're not even going to like ask me like formally, you're not going to give me any sort of time to like plan and get ready. Like, is this what it happens when I'm like your girlfriend? Like, you're just going to ask me on dates like willy nilly. You're not actually going to like put the effort in anymore. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not what this is. And I was like, look, I plan a lot of things in life and I plan our social calendars. I would like it if you could plan our date nights, like actually plan our date nights and I was like, and you need to ask me 48 hours in advance. Like, I'm a busy woman. And he was like, this is so strange. But if this is something that's really important to you to be like pursued in this way of, you know, like respecting your schedule and not just assuming you're free all the time, then I will do it. And he's kept that up for 10 years, ladies. So I will say. I think that's such a good point. It shows how intentional you are about the relationship. And something else I really admire that you shared on your social media is each each year you and your husband choose a word for mm-hmm. your relationship. Can you talk a bit about that, of how you choose the word and how that word then plays into, you know, the way you treat each other over the course of that year? Sure. So I think we look back on the year we talk about the big moments, you know, we talk about the ones that really stand out. We might do a quick deep dive through Google photos and we're like, oh, remember this, remember that, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we come together and I say like, what really stood out to you this year? Where'd you grow? What was the theme of this year? And we talk through that and that's how we pick a word to sum up the year. And there could be more words, sure, you know, like years are complicated, but usually there's a theme to a year of marriage. And then we write that word down and then we welcome the new year. One um, anniversary tradition that we started, the only one really that we started besides the, the word one was to buy a bottle of wine every year and multiply the number of years we've been married um, times $10. And so I remember we bought like a $10 bottle of wine our first anniversary and this recent year we bought a $60 bottle of wine, which I obviously haven't had a sip of. But um, <laughs> the the goal is that when we are married for 50 years, that we would have bought a $500 bottle of wine. And like, I think that's totally worth it. You know, like 50 years, that's a massive celebration. So yeah, I think just small things like that to celebrate milestones, like a word or a fun bottle of wine, you know, something like that is it's just fun. And it keeps things exciting. 
Yeah, I love that. And also it's like, yeah, when you guys are like rocking it as senior citizens and with that baller $500 bottle of wine. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I'm not even a big wine person, but I just think it's fun to go to the store and kind of look through the racks and be like, oh, okay, this one is $9.99. That one was perfect for year one. And oh, that seems like a really good bottle, but we have to wait till like year 20, you know, just. I love it. And you're building in anticipation too mm -hmm. and, and tradition. Those are, I love those ideas. I absolutely love them. Thank you. All right. So now we are on to our final segment, which is the final bundle. So Shruti, as the go-to gal for honest womanhood, what would you tell a woman who is struggling right now? I would say all of us are either struggling or about to struggle. And so first I would, you know, I would comfort her and letting her know that she's not alone. Then I would encourage her to open up to someone in her circle or community with whatever it is that is burdening her or what she's struggling with, because we can often think that we're alone in what, in what we're struggling with. But I have found that even if someone near me hasn't gone through the exact same situation, they would have gone through some type of experience to have the skills or knowledge to talk into my situation. So yeah, I, I would first tell her like, you're not alone. And then I would say, like, I would really encourage her to open up to someone near and dear to her so that she can move forward. Thank you, Shruti. I think now more than ever, uh, it's important to hear that. And I think with all of us feeling so isolated lately and alone, I think that that advice is so timely. So thank you for sharing it. Well, I read this quote um, a while ago that has always stayed with me. And it basically said, isolation is the devil's workshop. You like That's where you overthink. That's where you talk critically of yourself. That's where you just you can like go down a path that isn't beneficial to yourself. And even though I'm surprisingly introverted, that's how I fill up. But I know the difference between introversion and isolation. And that's something that I think a lot of women should figure out if they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I love that you're noting that because I'm a very outgoing introvert because, yeah, that's how I recharge. But I think that sometimes it's very easy for me to be like, oh, I'm just having an introverted day when really it's like I'm having a bad day and I'm actively trying to not put myself out there. So hearing you say that, yeah, I feel very seen. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Before we close out, for our bundle buzz, we want you to tell everyone what you have going on, where they can find you. And we also thought you might want to talk a little bit about one of your favorite charities. So you can find me on social, on Instagram at the Honest. Shruth, S-H-R-U-T-H. And you can also find me on my website, thehonestshruth.com for more, you know, um, long-term pieces. I s recently started to get on TikTok, but those people, people are just less filtered on TikTok. I'm like, do you talk to your mom with that mouth? Because I don't know. I don't think so. You need to check your Check your language. <laughs> like, it, it, it's coming in hot sometimes on TikTok. Like we love your TikToks, but yeah, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get on TikTok. No, I, I'm like, why are you so angry? Like this is this is a video of making little gifts for nurses and people will be like, that men would never do that. Only women do that. And women should take up space. And I'm like, whoa. 
Fill yeah, the, out. Co- the comments section gets real on TikTok. It's a yeah. whole other piece. Oh, you can find me on TikTok. It'll, it'll be essentially like Instagram, but I'm not going to be arguing with anyone on any platform. <laughs> and we know you're really passionate about the Invisible Girl Project. Yes. So can yes. you just tell everyone a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. It's the Handles Invisible Girl Project, and I'm super passionate about it. Basically, we are a group of people with staff here in the U.S. and staff on the ground in India, and our mission is to save girls, which sounds simple enough, but there are actually 63 million girls missing from India's database, like population database, and that's because there are um, really like deeply rooted beliefs that boys are better and you know, from systems like the dowry system, which is illegal, but still happens where you, um, if you have a daughter, you have to pay the groom essentially to like marry your daughter. And there are, I mean, it can get really dark with people just do not want daughters in certain parts of the country. And so our mission is to rescue these girls that are in uh, precarious situations. We intervene. We have, you know, lawyers on board. We work with people on the ground. We care for these girls. We supply food for their families so that their families can learn like, hey, your daughter isn't a burden just because like she's a girl. Like sh- your daughter is actually very, very capable. And then we educate. So we take the girls and we put them through schooling and pay for their tuition as well as pay for trauma counseling. And then we also educate adults in India, you know, like we'll do um, education for law enforcement, education for what to look out for that are signs of girls being mistreated. And it's, it's a vicious cycle because they don't, a lot of people in India don't value daughters. And then sometimes like really hor- horrible things happen to the girls, but then there's like um, a need for brides or for wives and then trafficking also goes up it's just like it's a mess so really the core of it is you need to see women as having as much value worth and dignity as men and women start as babies and so we we our focus is on babies and girls and all of that that's that's amazing i i really appreciate you sharing it and it seems, you know, it's a multifaceted issue and it seems like you're really tackling it from so many different angles, from the trauma counseling to working with law enforcement to unpacking some, you know, cultural norms. I think it, it's such an interesting approach. So thank you for sharing it with our our bundle buzzers and really um, looking forward to researching it more. Thanks for letting me talk about that. You know, I feel like awareness is half the issue. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. It, it, it's. I think it's just so incredible to have organizations like that bringing awareness because people, one, if we don't know about it, how can we help? And two, sometimes people don't know where to start. It's like, okay, we have a clear line here now of how we can help with issues like this. So thank you, Shruti. And thank you, Bundle Buzzers, for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us at The Bundle Game. And please follow along on all of Shruti's adventures. And we cannot wait to meet your new baby girl. Oh, thanks, y'all. Thanks, Shruti. Have a good day. And you didn't go into labor. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, we still got like 30 seconds. Uh- <laughs> So yeah, if you were expecting something exciting, bundle buzzers, we sorry to disappoint you. She's not going into labor yet, but thank you again, Shruti.
produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.